All right, guys, welcome to the next mesocycle of Dominate. So we are changing up our hip abduction warm-ups, and you're doing a side plate clean-up shell and a glute med kickback. So similar idea there. You do a ton of hip adduction uh, and hip adduction through hip extension in CrossFit, and so doing just a little bit of abduction for structural balance, not a bad idea. Keep those adductors healthy. Okay, next snatch barbell warm-up. Highly, highly, highly encourage you to do three full sequences of this. It is the best way that I have found to warm up for Olympic lifting. It gets your, it gets good sweat going, so you're moving blood and gets your positions warmed up and you are getting some really low intensity practice in stuff that you do all the time in CrossFit. So they're awesome. Okay. We are moving now that it's getting into the fall. It's time to start putting that fall competition on your calendar. So when we talk about periodization for a quarterfinal athlete, we want to compete more than just the quarterfinals few reasons for that. One, it just keeps you in the game. So it's psychological. If you com if you only compete for quarterfinals, it can be really disappointing because you are doing it in your gym with your barbells and no one is watching <laughs> usually. Uh, maybe you have a great gym culture and people come out and support you. But, um, but yeah, and part of the whole reason we're doing this, I mean, part of the whole reason you're competing in CrossFit is to make memories and to gather experiences and to enjoy them. And so competing, especially competing in person, if you can do that in the fall is an awesome, awesome way to stay connected to the sport, keep the fire in training nice and hot so that you're not just like waiting for quarterfinals all year. So I, I recommend competing twice a year, especially doing it in person. So find a local regional comp. Uh, TFX is awesome. Wattapalooza is awesome. Um, but it doesn't even have to be one of those. It can just be, just be your local original comp and, or do the local comp at your gym. Like if your gym has one, uh, so just put something on the calendar and get excited, get ready to compete because we are intensifying during this message cycle. So you are going to attempt a one rep max in the snatch front squat, clean and jerk back squat during the cycle. So, um, that'll be a great way to see where you're at in movements that are key performance indicators for, you know, how prepared you are to compete uh, at the next level of the sport, which if you're on this program, you probably want to push from the quarterfinal level and see how far you can go. So, okay. So snatch balance primer. This is, uh, I have found that the overhead squat is where a lot of CrossFitters fail inside of the snatch. They can usually pull it high enough. It's often just about the overhead squat. And so Doing a snatch balance prior to tough snatch reps can be a great way to make that uh, th that thoracic extension and scapular retraction and upward rotation feel really, really solid before you get under the bar for your full reps. So that's why we're doing that. So you're actually going to do what you are planning to snatch from a snatch balance so that by the time you it's time to snatch it, you've already overhead squatted it that day and you feel super confident. Okay, next you're going to squat snatch. And the this is just linear progression with percentages. I found this is a great way to peak CrossFitters for max attempts in the full Olympic lifts. And it's EMOM because you don't need a ton of time to recover, especially with the aerobic system that you have as a CrossFitter. It's the most specific way to, even when you're doing max reps, because you often have just a five-minute window to max out. So I'm going to turn my screen darkener off here. Okay, next, you're doing snatch pulls. This is also going to be a linear progression. This is similar to what we did the last cycle, so you're already, like, CNS is super prime for this. 
you're going to go from 90% all the way up to 105%. And you're doing four clusters of doubles instead of for three clusters of triples. And this is, I love this because you just snatched 85%. You're going to add 5% to that of your all-time snatch 1RM. And then you're going to do some, some pulls with that. So you don't want the first time you touch the weight, whether it's 90%, 95%, 100%, 105%, you never want the first time you touch that to be when you're trying to lift it. <laughs> you want to consistently be doing pulls in that 90 to 105% range so that your perception of that load is decreasing and it feels lighter so that your confidence is increased when it's time to do the full rep. So that's why we do it that way. Next, you're going to front squat. So you're just going to go five, four, three, two, one. So you're literally just building to a tough set of five, meaning eight and a half, nine out of 10 RPE. Tough set of five, tough set of four, three, two, down to your tough single for the cycle. So all the way up until that final week where you're doing a tough single, I don't want you to miss. And a lot of reasons for that, high fatigue cost. Um, you remember the miss, so it becomes like logged in your inventory of reps that you are then remembering and that becomes kind of messes with your skill and so you want to be making all of the tough reps that you're doing and so on that final week if you want to go super hard and you know really see what you can do and that results in, in a miss or two that's fine but for your fives fours threes don't miss okay next we're doing map two so okay i have changed how i think about conditioning for the sport i think that map one and two meaning 30 second and one minute intervals, both cyclical and mixed are probably the highest utility intervals for a CrossFitter. Why is that? Well, it's physiological reason. Physiological reason is that you are very fast twitch. If you are a CrossFitter, you are probably an above average fast twitch individual. That is the physiology that the sport rewards. So these are like former athletes who were above average fast twitch physiology originally, which is why they had success in sports. And that's why you're, you know, in all likelihood connecting with this now in your 20s or 30s. And so you have a fast twitch physiology. What does that mean? Well, it means you can do a lot of damage to yourself. And it means that you need to, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, train in a way that aligns with your physiology. So what very short working intervals allow you to do is use your fast twitch physiology, extend it out into some fatigue, but not debilitating fatigue, before you get a rest, and then recruit those fast twitch muscle fibers again. So that's why I love EMOM. That's why I love MAP 1 and 2, basically anything that is like 30 seconds to a minute working interval and then giving you some rest with an aerobic work-rest ratio is optimal, I think, for a lot of CrossFitters. Hard work pays off, has popularized the 40-minute EMOM. I think 40 minutes is a little long unless you're really, really strong already and you don't need your strength to increase. Like if you're Jason Hopper, you don't need to get stronger. You just need to be super freaking conditioned. So... Um, and Fraser was the same story. So like, it makes sense for a person like Matt Fraser who already clean and jerks 375 and you're going to be top five in that event at the games anyway. So it's like, okay, well just condition a lot. Like you don't need to, you don't need to, you're going to retain your strength. So just condition a lot. 
So I think that 40 minutes is a little bit too long for most individuals, especially at the quarterfinal level, because you still need to be increasing your absolute strength and your strength speed. Regardless, so you're going to be doing about like 10 minutes of like really high turnover, really high rate mixed work and on this day. And that's good. Okay, moving on to Tuesday. Upper day, warm-ups are similar. Uh, there's some different movement selection, but crossfitters just need to do more easy work. And the warm-up is like a perfect place to put it in. Just do stuff that's like cyclical or concentric-based or isometric or slow and use it as your warm-up, but you're also accumulating more volume. So that's why we extend it out to 20 minutes instead of like, you know, do some foam rolling and then like whatever, do some like RNT, what you're like, whatever, like pails and rails, whatever. I, I think most of that stuff is a waste of time anyway. So instead of that, just do some easy mixed work and you'll get warmed up and you're also accumulating more volume. So you're killing two birds with one stone. Okay, more gym density. So I talked about this in the last build. So if you were here for the last build, great. If you weren't, Boz likes gym density, <laughs> like a lot. He likes it like a lot, a lot. And while he may not be the only programmer calling the shots, like there has been a major trend over the last two years of separating, pushing and pulling for one and having really, really dense sense of gymnastics. So, however, it's really boring to just do like AMRAP fives of wall facing handstand pushups, which are a great way to train, but you can make it more engaging than that by doing pushing movements with your wall facing handstand pushups. So non-complementary movement pairings. And it's just more fun. So, and you're getting a very, very similar dose response from that. So uh, another thing that Boz likes to do, because the gymnastic sets are so dense, he puts like a metabolic portion, and then you get to the set of 21 wall-facing handstand push-ups, and everybody spends like seven minutes on that. Excuse me. But there's still a metabolic portion that precedes it. So that's what we are doing. We also train push-first because your push physi physiology, one, it comes up first in the quarterfinals anyway. If you look last three years at quarterfinals, first workout is always a pushing bias workout, placing in the upper body. And then uh, in addition to that, your push physiology, physiology is more fast twitch than your pulling physiology. So it makes sense to train first. Okay. Requires more neural drive. You'll have more neural drive if you're fresh. Okay. So that's why we do that. So you're going to run one kilometer. So you're running 2K. So it's not like a ton of running, but it should take you five minutes or less to run the one kilometer. And then that gives you a five-minute AMRAP, essentially. Like I mentioned the five-minute AMRAP before because it's a good time frame because a lot of dense gymnastics sets that are coming up in workouts take around that five minutes. We're doing one thing for five minutes. So <clears throat> you're going to do basically a five-minute AMRAP with a metabolic piece that preceded it. Both your pushing and your pulling. Okay, movement selection will change a little bit to keep it interesting. And your score is your rounds plus your reps. So super fun way to train. Okay, then you're just doing some rear delt accessories. So you, if you heard Rich talk about this in a video, like he's been rehabbing his shoulder, he's got a ton of micro tears in his rotator cuff. It is like super common to have micro tears in your rotator cuff if you're a crossfitter. So you don't want to let that progress to the point where you like need a labral repair or you need a rotator cuff repair of any kind. So do rotator cuff accessories. <laughs> if you know a CrossFitter who doesn't do rotator cuff accessories, tell them to do more rotator cuff accessories because you need to stress that tissue out in a slow hypertrophic way 
And hopefully, if you do enough of that and manage your, manage your load in the kipping movements more, especially a centric base like chest bar, then hopefully we can avoid some rotator cuff micro tears um, in some crossfitters. So if you know a crossfitter who doesn't do enough crossover symmetry or doesn't do elbowing rows or doesn't do incline reverse flies or doesn't do whatever, <laughs> just like say, bro, do more rotator cuff accessories. And hopefully you will save him a lot of money getting a labor repair or rotator cuff repair. Okay. Thursday, next day, mixed fives. Mixed fives are great. They're going to be really high turnover. Um, if you're familiar with You're the Engine, then this is somewhat similar to Cyborg programming. Love Matt's names for the different phases. Cyborg. Oh, Cyborg. I think my favorite one is um, Devour. <laughs> we joke about that one a lot. <laughs> Anyway, if you've been on Year of the Engine, then you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so 20 warm-up with isometrics. You guys are familiar with that. Mixed fives, really high turnover work. Very fast transitions. Focus on moving continuously for the entire time that you're doing this. And the set sizes are such that you can maintain a really high rate. And there's high turnover, a lot of transitions, a lot of ventilation. And a lot of reps per minute, high reps per minute. Okay, Friday. More abduction, barbell warm up. Same thing here. So you're priming the front squat and the split jerk. I've noticed that CrossFitters, often, because of the pulling bias, interesting, can often pull the bar high enough and they fail a lot of snatch and squat clean reps on the squat. So prime your front squat and your split jerk by doing the exact same load from the rack. If you expect to pull it from the floor and squat clean and split jerk it, then doing it from the rack. And eliminating the pulling portion will prime your central nervous system to that load and lower the perception of that load when it's time to do the full rep. So that's the thinking there. So clean and jerk, we're giving you a little more time. So squat snatch, we did EMOM, clean and jerk, you're saying every 90 seconds. So you're getting a little bit more time because it's heavier loads. Clean pull, same concept there. Back squat, same concept there. Then you're doing some MAP1, which just means 30 second working interval, and you're doing it cyclical. So the way we're going to progress the really high turnover Aerobic work on Monday and Friday is just by adding a little bit more volume every week. So you're doing more volume at a really high rate. Okay, and then Saturday, similar concept to Tuesday, you're running and you're doing some gymnastic movements in between. Love the combination of running and gymnastics, super complimentary, and it's been showing up a lot, a lot, a lot in the sport. So like air runner, handover, and sled pull. It's um, another example, uh, run rope climb, been master's quarterfinal and individual quarterfinal so it's just like coming up a lot so uh running along with gymnastics i love the combination i think it's like a really cool way to test fitness and so that's why we're doing it twice a week okay guys and then more rotator cuff accessories so enjoy the intensification if you have any questions shoot me an email paul at thegainslab.com